Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of These Are the Voyages. I'm the captain, Captain Chase McKinney, and joining me once again, and, and only him, Subcommander slash Lieutenant Commander, my number one, Eric, or Siri, whatever he wants to go by this this time. I don't, I don't even know. Hello. It is agreeable to see you, my friend. It is very agreeable to see you. <laughs> to talk about this agreeable episode. Oh, this agreeable episode indeed. We will be getting to that here in just a few minutes. But before we do, you know, because we haven't seen each other enough and we haven't covered enough about what's been going on in our world, what's going on in your world, man? N- nothing, really. <laughs> I mean, watch this episode. Um,. Yeah. That's about it. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. This has, man, this has been a busy day for me. Like, holy shnikes, like, has this been a busy day? Like, the day that these Picard episodes come out, normally it's kind of chill, right? Like, I drop the kids off at school in the morning, and then I come home, I watch it, and then I typically get into my work, right? Mm. Mm-mm. Nope. So I had to basically rush home because I had a board meeting I had to be at, a virtual board meeting I had to be at at nine uh, central. And then I had to go straight into a session. And then there's a, um, a, a teaching job that um, I was having a very informal meeting with the, uh, the department chair for the department that I'm applying to. And that happened. And it was only supposed to be like an hour, and it ended up being like an hour and a half, which is a good thing, I suppose. Um, but then I had another meeting right after that. So, like, it's just, it's been meeting after meeting after meeting. And, like, we're near the end of the semester, so I have, like, some evaluations that I have to do, even near the tail end. And, Eric, I'm just trying to find, like, a moment to breathe, my dude. Like, that that's just where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. Okay, you're right. Deep breaths. Woosa. Woosa. Goose rabba ba. Deep breaths. <laughs> In through the nose, out through the mouth. <laughs> I, feel, I feel better now. I do feel better. I do feel Good. better. I'm glad I could help. Thank you for that deep breathing exercise. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but you know, like, despite all that, I mean, it was, it, it's, it was, I mean, it was productive. Like, I love having productive days. You know, like where like it just kind of flies by. But like, I don't like the process you have to go through to like get there. Sometimes, you know. Sure, sure. So, but in other news. You know, Star Trek-related news. I did finish the first season of Star Trek Voyager in my rewatch, so here we go. Season two, baby. Yeah, Got season that. one's shorter. Yeah, 15 uh, episodes compared to, like, what, 24, I mean, 26, I, I, I would call it 16, right? I mean, it, you know, it's 16 hours of television. Yeah. Right, with learning the curve. two-part episode, yeah. Man, Learning Curve, man. Like, that took me back to, like, my ROTC days. Yeah, like, Learning Curve is a good episode. It is. It is. So. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. 
anyway. Uh, well, before we before we get into um, Star Trek Picard, um, there has been some news, whether there's excitement for it or not throughout the fandom, but ahead of <laughs> season two even wrapping up of Picard, we got this this announcement of start well, 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 what to maybe expect in season three, and that is, you know, the original cast minus, you know, Denise Crosby and Will Wheaton coming back for Star Trek Picard season three, man. And um, I don't know, I mean, I don't know about you, but I was like losing my collective mind um, whenever I saw like the trailer and like just the announcement. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. So. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. You know, Patrick Stewart gave several interviews where he said, you know, when he agreed to do this show, he took a bunch of the people out to dinner, right? Frakes, Burton, Spiner, at least those. I'm not sure. I think there there might have been others. Gates McFadden might have been there. But he, he told them all, I'm going to be reprising the role of Jean-Luc Picard. None of you are going to be in it. Let me be very clear about that. This is a story about Picard, and it is not The Next Generation Season 8. It's its own different show. And that was the whole idea about Star Trek Picard, is it was about him, and it wasn't about the rest of the crew. Like, I understand the fan reaction to like, oh my god, we're going to get all these characters back. I mean, I loved it when Riker came back. That's like fist-pumping moments, right? And I, and I think we all agree that Nepenthe, yeah. Nepenthe with, you know, Riker and Troy was the best episode of season one. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and like I said, I thought Brent Spiner as Data was used perfectly in season one, basically just in the first episode and the last episode. Forget about what Brent Spiner did as his other character but Brent Spiner's data was used perfectly and mm-hmm. Marina Sirtis was awesome in in mm-hmm. the, in the one episode she was in so like I get it like people are excited for it like I mean yeah I might be excited to see it but like the only place that I really want to see all of the cast get back together this might sound a little morbid the only place I want to see that whole cast, that whole crew get back together is at Picard's funeral. Right? That's I where that. I want that's where I want to see them, right? Here's it. the funeral. We're all standing around the headstone, whatever, and we're just talking. We're telling stories about Picard. We're reminiscing. We're saying something. We're giving him a send-off as right. our whole crew together. That's the only place I really want to see them, like honestly. Right, and and even even I think before, or maybe at the beginning of even when Picard season one was dropping, we were kind of talking about the idea of, you know, killing off Jean-Luc, right? Like, especially like with like this brain abnormality that was introduced in like the first episode, I think it was. I think it was in the second. Yeah. So early, yeah, but early on in, in the first season, you know, like it would make sense like, okay, yeah, there's going to be like some struggle bus kind of stuff going on okay that's fine like let that be the thing that like like that's how we end the character right like but instead we got what we got you know with with the end of season one which whatever that's the creative decision that's that's their decision to do what they want to do with the material so um 
the, the only the only thing that I kind of take exception to that I think um, some of the fans like the other like the other corners of the fandom are like kind of going nuts over, and I think even maybe um, Terry Matlas is is even saying is that this is going to be like the next generation send off. I'm like, hold on, hold on, let's back the truck up, right? Like the send off was all good things and nemesis so like let's let's not say that this is the next generation send-off they've had two send-offs already they don't need another send-off yeah but i think we all agree that like um nemesis was not a a satisfying or fulfilling send-off it wasn't no it wasn't and that's a shame yeah i mean like we can we can do a whole episode on nemesis if we really want to but let's let's not do that right now. <laughs> yeah, let's let's save that for another time. Exactly, exactly. But like look, you know, I I know I get it like with with what you're saying about not wanting to get the crew back. I mean, I think like one of the the texts that you you had said at one point was like I've I've had a whole series with them and I've had like a whole slew of movies with them too, you know, like Let's let's change things up a bit, which I get. Yeah, I get. let's build Rios out into a bigger, stronger, fuller character. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's do that. As a writer, I, mean, I think that's what you would want to do is, like, I've got my shiny new toy. Let's play with it. In the, exactly, well, the, in exactly the same way that the Voyager writers played with Seven of Nine. Seven of Nine. In exactly yep. the same way that Deep Space with Nine writers played with Esri. Like, shiny new character. Let's do stuff with it. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, but regardless, I'm excited. Um, I mean, wh- whatever happens, happens. Um, there's, like, speculation that, it, that we're going to get Picard Season 3 sooner than we think. Like, there's... Well, I mean, like, they've already filmed it. Yeah, like, I mean, filming. yeah, they, they wrapped production or, or, yeah, wrapped filming, whatever, like about a month ago, uh, based on Jerry Ryan's tweet um, when that, that came out. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's a chance. I don't know how real it's going to be, but, like, there's a chance that, you know, Picard season three could take the um, the rollout time that Discovery would would have normally had, which would have been like, you know, like a late fall, early winter type of thing. Like, you know, like the October, November kind of time frame. Now, do I see that happening? Eh, probably not. It's probably still going to be like a January, February kind of thing. Like we've kind of expected that to be like the average time frame for a Picard show to come out. Mm-hmm. So anyway whatever man it comes out when it comes out but that's gonna be it like season three is it that's the the final season of, of Picard which you know they've they've stuck to that plan the entire time like it's gonna be one two three and that's it so. yeah well it's hard to have an 80 81 82 year old like be the main character of of a show that lasts for like a long time that's just right. a difficult thing to do production wise right Plus a character that's, you know, almost a hundred for crying out loud. So, anyway, Eric, you want to do this? You want to talk Trek? Let's talk Trek. All right, well, you, you heard the man. Let's talk Trek. 
but we are going into spoilerific territory. So this is your red alert. As we go into Land Rover Picard, Season 2, Episode 6, 2 of 1. Did I say, did I say Land Rover? I'm sorry. Star Trek Picard. My bad. <laughs> yeah, you made that joke earlier today. <laughs> I did. It's a bad one. It's a horrible one. Oh. Oh. Anyway. Well, Eric, here we are. Episode six, two of one here in Star Trek Picard. And, you know, we we left off with needing to save the world, save the future by making sure someone not only stays at a party, but that they end up going into their little quarantine room leading up to the mission. And we have to do this within 15 hours or everything's going to go kaplooey. And um, to do that, it's this black tie, uh, black tie event, right? Uh, this gala that we're at, and gala. Uh, get gala, gala, gala. gala? I, I gala. always say gala. Okay, okay. We learned something new today. <laughs> Love it. Um, this event. There we go. <laughs> we're at this event, and um, where we left off was um, Gerardi, um purposefully getting caught and getting into the control room. And um, she's got the queen in her head, and we're. And, but where the where this episode truly starts is Picard kind of passed out, and then we like have to rewind the the clock to what thirty four minutes earlier. Yeah, this episode almost runs in real time. Like, cause yeah, it's like the following it's takes like, place. <laughs> it's only like thirty eight minutes this episode, and, and that's with the recap, the intro, and the credits. So it's, like, pretty pretty trim. Might yeah. be the shortest episode of Star Trek ever, uh, other than, like, Lower anime. Decks. Live a- other than, li- you know, the shortest live-action episode ever. Yes. Yes. Yeah, um, I think it had to have been, you know, because, like, the intro is, like, two minutes at least. And I think the recap was clocking in at about two minutes as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's at least two minutes of credit. So, yeah, this was like really 32 minutes long. Yeah, it was it was trim. Man. And again, Frakes directing this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it starts at the end, right, basically, in the middle of the action, in media res, I think is what they call it. Yeah, very good, man. I Look know, at you right? go. I mean, know my literature terms. Um, oh, man. Yeah, and then we flash back to the beginning, right? 34 minutes ago. Yeah, and that just becomes like a recurring thing. Like, yeah, we have to remember. Like three times. Yeah, let's let's put the clock up so that, you know, we know that events occur in real time type of thing. Do, 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 do. Please wait while I find that little clock. Anyway, we flash back to the beginning, and everyone's waiting in line. We're trying to get in, right? The line's moving. Hey, Gerardi, chop, chop, chop. Like, get to it. Uh, we're about to get caught if you don't if you don't move. You don't look like a 60-year-old surgeon. Oh, and he does, like, an American accent. Oh, we'll try it again. <laughs> 
that, that was that was supposed to be a callback to Bones, right? Like, please tell me that was supposed to be a callback to Bones. Oh, uh, it probably was. I didn't I didn't even think about that until you just said it, but it probably was. I mean, it had to have been. It really had to have been. So, anyway, we're we're there, and and Girardi is still handcuffed, and like people like the security guards and everyone are like kind of now knocked out um they've been knocked out but we still have to get to the control panel and we didn't like think ahead and the the board queen in the head so you know um who's six in this case is it is it the board queen or is it Girati? Oh, this is definitely Battlestar Galactica vibes here, right? Right, like Baltar <laughs> and Six. I mean, like, for real. Like, which one's which? That's what I well, want to I, And I think, like, even, like, Gerardi is wearing a... Uh, red? A red provoca- dress? A provocative red Very, dress, right? Yes. <laughs> That's, like, gotta be on purpose. There, there was... <laughs> I think I saved it. Hold on. Um, there was a... I think it was a meme that I came across... And it was something like, let me see if I got it. I think I saved it. Um, there we go. Um, t- so, like, Terry Matlas talking to um, Ronald D. Moore. He's like, hey, bro, can I copy your homework? Ron, sure. Just change it up a bit so the teacher won't call us out. Terry, no problem. I'll switch things up. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, I think in this scenario, it's got to be the Borg Queen as 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 the number six, right? Because she's the one in the head. She's the robot, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's like some straight, yeah, just like straight up Battlestar Galactica stuff, like the reimagined Battlestar Galactica stuff going on. So anyway, yeah, like I can help you if you just give me a little bit more control. No, no, not going to happen. Not no. going to happen. No. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Just help me. And like, you know, Wonder Twin powers activate. Bust out of like handcuffs and what wonderful things ensue. And then just in the nick of time, we flash have our drive. credentials, baby. Yep, put and, the flash drive in. Yeah. Just bloop. There we go. We're good. And, um, all right, let's let's just go party. Yay, let's go have a good time. Let's go have a good time. Let's let go schmooze and see what's going on. And it's just a bunch of like, like this is just like kind of like a, I don't know, like there's there's not much, there, there's a lot, but there's not much that happens in this episode. It's, it's kind of like, like this weird dynamic because like they're kind of just standing there. Yeah, right? we're just hanging out at this cocktail gala, right. and we're just we're just watching Renee Picard like make sure which is kind of creepy. Nothing bad happens to her, and you know we're just hanging around and we're talking like we've got little little different conversations going on, and it's really basically it. That really that like this could be like the shortest podcast episode ever, honestly. Um, but like despite like all the the watching and the stuff that's going on like we do have like a few fun i'd say like a few fun maybe fun kind of character moments kind of going on um one of which being being rios like maybe kind of jumping around a little bit um like with the cigar and like being fascinated by this is a real cigar and these are real matches like these matches are in this like little box like can you believe this like this is crazy man matches come in little boxes 
Did you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. I did not know that. Wow. And then, like, you know, Rafi's like, you're not doing this whole brooding existentialist space cowboy thing anymore. Like, Mm-mm. what's up with this cheery, happy, smiley guy I see there? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's it's little Miss Doctor Lady that that you're you got a thing for, right? But how does I, I was thinking about this? Like, how does she know about the Doctor Lady? I assume that that Rios told told them the story of how he ended up in on the prison bus. I mean, okay. I mean, right? I'm, I mean, I'm assuming. That, I mean, I'm that's assuming the only thing that makes that's sense. What happens too, yeah. And I mean, they did. Seven, Seven and Rafi did go into the clinic, and that other lady there said, "Hey, you know, your friend and the doctor got picked up by ICE or by the police or whatever." Yeah, the raid that happened. They got taken away. They got done disappeared. Anyway, so yeah, and like, and we see Rafi even struggling a little bit, even at the bar, like while she's like trying to blend in, like. Mm-hmm trying to stay away from like the whiskey and ordering a club soda and stuff um, like some good you know self-control on her part as far as I'm concerned yeah, um, and then she sees Eleanor again in the crowd yep just like she did last week mm-hmm. 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 yeah and Ooh. then when when Rios and and, uh, and Rafi are talking they're they're pointing out seven who's like having a good time blending in you know we I don't think Jerry Ryan has a single line at the party. I mean, I, I don't didn't, honestly I didn't don't think she does. Um, but they're just like, yeah, hey, it's good to see her blending in and working around with the crowd. You know, she doesn't have the Borg implants visible anymore, and there's, like, baggage associated with that. And it's good to see that, you know, her to be free of that and to just, like, be herself without anyone thinking about that. Can I, I just want to say this, man. I just want to like take a moment and just say this like this is a good looking cast man like they are just some good looking human beings and like every single one of them like i know this is probably like not a good thing to say but they all clean up really well like they do yeah i mean jerry ryan like oh my gosh like that formal dress that she was in no jerry ryan is a incredibly good she's beautiful she's beautiful yeah she is this absolutely exceedingly beautiful and like that dress it wasn't too provocative um and it, it was it just complimented her so well and, that, and i don't want that to sound creepy like i'm i'm trying to be genuine no like, I, was, I think i thought she looked elegant in it yeah it was a yeah exactly it was very it was a very elegant dress and i i thought it was like like wardrobe did a fantastic job selecting that for her for her character um the tuxedo that that picard is wearing right like i want that tuxedo like just the like I thought like the tuxedo looked great. Like what Rios was wearing was great. What everyone was wearing was great. Um like they just they nailed it. I loved I loved the costuming um in this in this particular episode. So that's yeah. it. I'm just geeking out on that right now. Yeah, and so again, I, if we talk if we talk here about Picard and not Laris, right? Right, um, Talon. I think the, one of the first things we hear in this episode is is uh, Talon saying, you did it again. You called me Laris. You know, who's Laris? Oh, she's nobody important. Like, yeah, I thought you might be like an ancestor of hers, but she's Romulan, so it couldn't be true. 
Oh, well, thanks for saying that. Now I know what, what you look like when you lie. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, like, they have this conversation about how Talon is basically lonely because, you know, she's a watcher. Like, her job is to watch and not interact. And she's never spoken to Renee Picard in 24 years. And, you know, it's isolated her. But it's okay because that's her calling. And then Picard's like, well... You know, who's who's watching you? Who's looking after you? I thought it was, like... I think they're trying to tie that into the theme that we got from the first episode of, like, Picard being lonely. Yeah. Yeah, and even... Well, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. But yeah, yeah, like the... The loneliness, but also, like, the... Like, the relational choices that he's he's made, you know, for the sake of his career. Yeah, because he was, I mean, he's career Starfleet for crying out loud. Yeah. So, but let's something, talk had, about, something had to give. Let's talk about Talon, not not Laris here. Let's talk about not Laris, yeah. Yeah, so, you called me Laris. We, we were, we, I think David brought up this question a couple weeks ago when we first saw her. It's like, are we going to get an explanation as to why Talon looks exactly like Laris? Or why Laris looks exactly like Talon. And I think we were all in agreement and said, I don't think we're going to get an explanation. And if we do get an explanation, it's probably not going to be one that we're really all that satisfied with. But, like, they brought this up again here. Like, you called me Laris again. That's the third time you've done it. And he mentions, hey, you know, she's Romulan. I thought you might be an ancestor, but that can't be. But, like... There's one moment where, you know, they're at the, they're sitting at the bar and Laris has got her iPhone out and she's, oh, I'm intercepting Renee Picard's uh, text messages. And she's, she's talking. And I don't know if you watch things with subtitles. So I don't know if anyone, you picked up on this chase or anyone listening did, but when you're watching this with subtitles, Laris at one point, not Laris, Talon, speaks in a in a in a foreign language and it's subtitled as speaking romulan wait what yeah there's there's a moment where she's like first pulled out the intercept thing on her phone and she says something in a foreign language and the subtitles say speaking romulan really yeah huh so, like, I don't know what that means, but that's got to be on purpose. Huh. And a lot of people have said, like, the device that she had last week, like, the writing on it was Romulan. Like, the device she was using in her in her apartment, the writing on the device was Romulan writing. Like, I don't, I don't know what Romulan writing looks like, but a lot of people on the internet have been talking about that. That's interesting. So, like, all of this is on purpose, and I don't know, is is something up here? Are they trying to, like, drop hints that somehow, you know, Laris and Talon are maybe similar, the same, maybe? I don't know. That is something, dude. I, I... I mean, like, lately we have been watching, like, a lot of our shows, like, with um, uh, with subtitles. But, like, for some reason, like, just a quick aside, like, I don't know if um, you or any of our listeners have had issues with the subtitles on Paramount Plus. Um, 
Like it's been very hit and miss for us on our end. Um, and and I, I did not see that. So like I'm, now I have to go back and make sure that my subtitles are working to really, really check that out. I mean, I believe you, I trust you on that. Um, that is fascinating. That, that blows my mind. Uh, you know, one, one thing, and I know, I don't think you read these, dude, um, but the, the Starship Picard countdown comics, uh, you know, leading up to, to season one, it, it has Admiral Picard, um, and the Verity and everything going to, um, to this planet, um, and he ends up, like, being taken prisoner, essentially, and in, as he's like essentially trying to free this um, this people, like this people group, the society of sorts from like slavery, more or less. Um, that's where he ends up meeting uh, Laris and Javan, um, and that's like where the relationship starts and how they end up, you know, coming to live and work at Chateau Picard with him, like to have a new life because of everything that happens in the comics, basically. And I can't help but wonder if this um, Laris Talon, insert name here, if this is a model, right, for all Picards. Like, if, if like, the Laris, the Talons are meant to be watchers for the Picard line in general. And that it doesn't, and that there's, like, a... I mean, I don't know what else to call it, dude, but besides like a reincarnation kind of thing. Like if there's like this reincarnation that's kind of happening like with like a like Talon and Laris like throughout yeah, the centuries. Yeah, but like as a watcher, you're just supposed to watch. You're not supposed to interact. And Laris does a lot of interacting. Boy, does she. I'm just saying, I'm just putting it out there like Yeah. What if I mean, what if you are assigned to a certain, you know, family? Right, like there's like certain families that you really need to pay attention to for the long haul. I, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I don't know. I I I mean, I'm wondering if they're gonna give us an explanation. I'm not holding my breath, but that'd be nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Man, man, now I want to like go watch it. Turn on subtitles. No, it, it just says speaking Romulan. It doesn't but like still. say no, what well, not, she's saying. But not just that, but like even like the whole like Romulan like on the iPad or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. okay. I guess I missed that too. And like, I, I have an image pulled up right now of like the Romulan language and like the alphabet, whatever. And now that I think about it, like I kind of faintly recognize some of this stuff. Right? I know you can't see it. Like I haven't shared it with you, but like. It does look kind of familiar with what we were seeing on screen. So now I have to go back and dang it, Eric. Now I got to go back and like look at two episodes worth of stuff. Thanks. Appreciate that's what, it. I'm, that's what I'm here for. You're welcome. Oh man, just find the timestamps so you. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever, whatever. So. So yeah, there's there's this conversation going. Um, like yeah, and like intercepting not just like, this this thing about. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell him tomorrow. I'm gonna tell him tonight, tomorrow, whatever. That I'm done. I'm over with this. Like I'm not I'm not moving forward. And it, like having this con- this text conversation with her therapist, Q, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I have issues with that. For one, um, shouldn't be texting your therapist. Well, I don't have a okay. I don't have a problem 
necessarily texting a therapist. It's the frequency that you text your therapist that I have a problem with. Because there have to be boundaries? Exactly. There have to be professional boundaries as far as I'm concerned. Like part of like... Can I just go there for a second? Well, but hold on. Before we go there, remember, her therapist is Q here, not a real therapist. I know. He's not trying to actually help her. So he's like probably like said there don't have to be boundaries between us and she's just taking his cue red flag oh just taking his cue i see what you did there oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right now go now go like that's the thing like my job as as a counselor is to be a safe place a safe person cuz like there may not have been a single safe person in the world for whoever's like darkening my doorway and I need to be the one that models that. And that means like, this is where things start and stop. You know, this is what's okay, this is what's not okay. That's all boundaries really is, is like what's okay, what's not okay in terms of how things happen. That's really what it boils down to. So if I say, yeah, you can call, you can email or you can text me, that means you can call, email or text me. I like, I always want you to like either call or email. I'm not really a texting kind of, kind of, counselor like in a pinch I'm okay with it but like it's not something I want to happen like on the regular and I I, I explain that whenever I start out with working with my clients that's not every that's not every provider by the way that's just me and um, yeah like you're you're texting someone potentially at like I don't know seven eight o'clock at night like no don't do that man like no and yes I know it's cute but like I, I just have issues with that. As as a professional, I have issues with that. And yes, I, I Eric, people of, of Listenerland, I know this is a work of fiction. <gasps> what? <laughs> I'm not that dense. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay. So so yeah, so Renee Picard is texting her therapist. I can't do this. I'm not ready. Like I'm gonna tell my my boss, the commander, like I'm I'm not going through with this mission. I'm piecing out on you. Right, right. And and then she starts and she's drinking a lot too. She's like pounding back shots of something. Tequila, synthahol, vodka, whatever. Eric. I don't think they have synthahol yet. Hmm, it could be. You never know. <laughs> okay, and then she's like, then she starts to run off, and Picard's like, oh no, oh no, she's running off. We gotta, we gotta follow her. And Picard's like, I'm gonna talk to her. And Talon's like, you can't do that. Watch me. I, I'm gonna talk to her. Like, what are you gonna say? I don't know yet, but I'm gonna talk to her. I'm gonna give her a Picard pep talk, right? And I'm gonna talk her down from this ledge. And he goes mm-hmm. after. He goes after her. And what happens when he's starting to go after her? Chase. Sorry, sorry. So what happens when Picard is chasing after Picard? Uh, there's someone that may or may not be showing up to have an awkward conversation with. Good old yeah. Brent Spiner. Good old, good old Doctor Soong showing up um, to make this like veiled threat. Yeah, but like this look on Patrick Stewart's face, this is fantastic. Like yes, it is. this I mean, I like it's hard to describe. It's like shock, like excitement, fear. It's like a bunch of emotions all in one. 
and when he sees, you know, the face of Data, right? Mm-hmm. The, a face he's seen many times before. Right. And it's like, I'm Adam Sung. We have a mutual friend, a Mr. Q. He is no friend. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said about you. <laughs> you have Ooh. no idea who you're dealing with. See, and this is the thing, and I, don't, I hope I'm not, like, jumping all over a point that you're about to make very well. But, like, I keep going back to the ready room, dude. I keep going back to the interview with John freaking Delancey. And him saying that he is really trying to help Picard. How is this helping? Like, we are in episode six. How is this this helping? Yeah, I've got the same big question here. Like, you know, Q shows up and he's like, the trial never ended right that's the whole point the trial didn't end here's part of the trial but like how is this part like you think about the trial in encounter fr point like mm-hmm. we have to realize that this space station is an actual living being that was trapped and it needs to be free right and that's we right. have to like hey we realize there's lots of different types of life right Exactly. And the trial at the end, basically, hey, Picard, your own actions caused this temporal anomaly, right? You were responsible for it, and there's this paradox that can you recognize it, and can you realize that you were responsible? But, like, you know, and it's about, like, consequences of your actions here. But I'm, I'm trying to think about what is the trial here? What what is Picard supposed to learn from all of this? Like, what is that that message or that theme that's supposed to come out of this? And quite frankly, I have no idea. I, yeah. I really don't. And then also, like Q said, show them a world of their own making and they'll naturally blame you. I'm like... And so when he said that, I was kind of thinking... Well, is this going to be like in All Good Things where Picard tries to do something to fix it, which ends up causing the problem? And like that's it's your own making, some kind of like temporal paradox. But like this doesn't seem like this is like a world of Picard's making here. This is like Q is literally meddling and like manipulating people to do things. This is like a world of Q's making. And so exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm very confused. Yeah. I mean, of course, we're only in episode six. We have four episodes left to kind of make heads or tails of like what Q may or may not have meant by, by what was stated at the beginning of Penance, right? Like our, our second episode, but it's, it's, I'm just, I'm, I must just say it again. I'm, I'm struggling. I'm really, really having a hard time understanding how Q is helping. How, just how do we, I mean, I guess helping can look all sorts of different ways, like I I don't know. I'm just, it's, it's a challenge. It's a stretch trying to make sense of this. And like you said, Q is straight up meddling. Straight up meddling. Um, he is pulling the strings. He is manipulating people. Um, 
way more overtly than he normally would have ever done, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, and then Adam Sung here gives Picard, like, a veiled threat, like you said. And then he kind of walks away and, like, he's, like, runs into some bigwigs. Like, thanks for your donation, Dr. Sung, and we'll gladly give you a spot on the board of directors for this project. Which, like, I have issues with that, too, because Dr. Sung just had his license revoked. And at the end, we see, you know, his daughter, his daughter, right, looking through all these online articles, mad scientist, like, like, would a mission like this, would a project like this want to accept donations and put this person on the board, a doc, a disgraced mad scientist doctor who just lost his license? Would they want to accept his donation? Would they want to put him on their board of directors? That seems like, yeah, no thanks. Keep your money. Eric, I would like to to quote um, one of the great prophets, one of the great disciples of our time. Come on, come on. I did it for the money. Come on, come on. You know, good old ACDC, right? Oh, listen to the money talk? Yeah, yeah, listen to the money talk, baby. <laughs> I mean, I guess. But still, I would think a mission like this would not want to associate themselves with a mad scientist, disgraced doctor. I know you don't theorize, but do you think the writing's on the wall with this, that by him being on, a, on the board of directors for the Europa mission and the NASA, the whatever space exploration stuff, that he's going to have enough pull? to say no I don't want that Picard lady on the mission anymore why because I'm a, I'm a board member does one single board member have that much pull depends on how much like I don't did, did he buy stock in the, like is there stock to buy like is like is he a shareholder like how much does one board member right which typically are people that like are the biggest shareholders right Mm-hmm. Like and how much share that's, of the company do you have? That's how much decision making you have. Like, I mean, how much does one person? How much pull does that one person have? I don't. I, have, I don't know. That's a fantastic question. I don't have the answer to that. But I mean, if if it at this point, it wouldn't surprise me if that's a direction that we're going to be going down. You know what I'm saying? Like, we 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 need to eliminate. Renee from the equation as much as possible and the attempt that he did make here just in a few minutes um, failed by the way but there was some collateral damage as a result Um, but before we even get there like there are other shenanigans that are in play Um, and um, I don't know if you want to go there right now but um, we have we have Girati having having a good old time right she she gets to um, flex a little bit, you know. Um, she's being noticed by more and more people. Um, at one point, she ends up, you know, having a very um, abrupt um, kiss with with Rios. Um, the she she does a spontaneous performance of a Pat Benatar song, and the entire orchestra knows exactly what to do because we're in a musical now. Right, right, yeah. Like everybody know, everybody's got the choreography down, right? In any musical. <laughs> That's right. So, 
yeah, like Star Trek is now a musical, right? So congratulations. We we've we've now officially crossed over into that category. But hey, hey. Like television shows have been known to do like musicals. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. Anyway. <laughs> like musical episodes. Yeah. So I guess like there's like just like the the one minor ish thing with Jurati and um it's the fact that she's been like super stressed and this was all like the Borg queen like pulling the strings to get her to chill the heck out so that she can, you know, recharge her own batteries and assert control essentially. And that's kind of like where we leave Jurati and no one outright is admitting that they know that something is up in terms of like the Borg Queen being in her but they, they've noticed something different about Jurati but they don't know what it is yet mm-hmm. so well she's an eccentric scientist right because all of our scientists have to be eccentric characters and so but, yeah she's her eccentricities are coming out just a wee bit and there's like there's really only like I think two things that are kind of left in this episode, and that maybe, is maybe three, and that's the pep talk of sorts, yeah. like which with, is probably with, the centerpiece of this episode. Yeah, is the Picard pep talk, which I think I think Patrick Stewart does a fantastic job again here in this scene where you know I'm not going on this mission. I don't think I should. Um, and, he's like, and she's like, fear. What does she say? She says, uh, what does she say? I forget her words. She's like, but like fear is plays tricks on you or something to that effect. And Picard's like, no, fear is just fear, right? It doesn't give riddles, right? And, and like fear is not necessarily a bad thing. Fear is there like to know that you're you're wise you understand the risks of what you're about to do and so like you know he's like i know she's like well what are you afraid of like i can't even i don't even know where to start with what i'm afraid of because i i understand the risks of the things that i do right yeah the the line was um uh from renee sometimes fear is a friendly reminder you're not ready for something no fear is fear fear means you're smart you understand the risks and um, then she asks, of course, like, so what are you afraid of? I don't know. I don't know where I would begin. So, yeah. Which is a good, it's a good Picard pep talk. It feels right for his character. It feels like something, like, that he would say, something that he would say to any member of his crew who was potentially doubting themselves. But, like, she's, and then there's, like, you know, this one guy, he's, he wants to make a toast with all the astronauts there. Are you going to be there? She's like, yep, I'm definitely going. And so it's like, uh, what, a 30, 60 second pep talk is all it mm. takes for all of the doubt to be erased from her mind? That seems like That's a, a little bit of a stretch. Like, all of her doubts about herself are gone with the one little pep talk. If only it were that simple, right? Right. You'd I'd probably be, be out job. of a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, you know, when this happened and he's like, all right, now we're going to walk you into quarantine. I'm thinking, 
mission over, right? Like, alright, Q, we did it, she's getting on the thing, right? History, we, we fixed it, right? Mission over, send us home. Like, that's what I'm thinking at this moment. Sure. I'm like, what are we going to do for four more episodes? Like, mission over, mission accomplished here, Q. Send us home. Nope. I mean, I mean, like, let's be honest. Like, they said there was one change. And everything that we've been told so far is the change was, and they even said it in, like, the last episode, right? Make sure she gets on there. They were saying, if she doesn't get on there, no Europa mission, everyone hates each other, right? That was the one, that was what we were led to believe was the one change. And it looks like we're going to fix that. That's not going to change. So what more is there to do? Mm-hmm. Like, that's... What, would have been great, you know, because then I could have said, like, I was right. I predicted it. We were back. We were back to the 25th century by episode seven. <laughs> I think I think the next episode is going to take place inside Picard's head and his memories. Yeah. Yeah, me too. We're going to see more of like the, the stuff we've been seeing in like the flashbacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, great. but. Then, you know, Picard's walking, walking them, walking Renee Picard into the, the quarantine or whatever. And here comes Dr. Sung. Like, he couldn't, I mean, so Q basically says, eliminate this obstacle, Renee Picard. And Dr. Sung's way of eliminating this obstacle is run her Killer. over with his car in front of, like, hundreds of witnesses potentially. Like, that doesn't seem like a very smart thing to do. I know he's, like, being painted as a desperate man here who's willing to do anything, and maybe he's not thinking straight, but this seems awfully dumb. You know, you know Eric, <laughs> here's the thing. I realize this is a fictional show, but it, here's the thing. If I were in the writer's room and I had to, like, think of, like, a really cool way to make something happen, like to make a problem go away. This is probably how I would have written it. Exterior shot. Wide, right? Night, um, right? Here we go, like here we go. Exterior shot, and, and we're, we're going, it's, it's a wide shot. We're at, we're at the gala. Um, we, have, we have the Picards that are leaving. And as they're leaving, a drone comes out of nowhere. And instead of deploying their umbrella shield, they're, they have been upgraded to now contain some kind of blow dart mechanism. And it has a neurotoxin that has been developed by a geneticist. Blow dart is deployed, and instead of hitting Renee, it hits Picard. I mean, that's like a hundred times better than what we just got in this episode. And I just thought of that on the fly. How about that, <laughs> oh, man? Really? I, I felt like you've been thinking about this. Like, but seriously, like, you're a geneticist. Like, you you look at, like, neurochemicals. You look at, like, you know, You've got to know a chemistry. thing is true about toxins and poisons. Yeah. I mean, like, you've, you're studying And we know it. you've got drones. Yeah, like, and, like, and you, it's the cover of night, so you can't really see them that well. I mean, they, like, depending on, like, the delivery system, like, you could have just, like, shot it from, like, 
you know, half a football field away or whatever, or two football fields away, and no one would have been none the wiser, right? Yeah. Like you eliminate any traces, like the mechanism, like the everything like disappears. It's like an icicle. You just make it disappear after it's been deployed. Yeah, instead you take your car, which presumably has a license plate on it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You drive it into him in front of like a a hugely an event where there's a lot of press, right? So there are probably people taking pictures, video cameras. Oh, and Eric, hold on, because I pay attention, right? There's like hyper mega super duper security also, (laughs) right? So, like, we have, like, cameras and lasers and, you know, whatever that's, like, tracking all the things, like, at all the t- all times, basically. So, you're telling me, 2024, there, there are still license plates in 2024, I'm assuming. I would assume so, too. That. Does his car to- have a GPS in it, right? You know? <clears throat> right? Does it, yeah, does it have like OnStar or whatever OnStar is called these days? I don't even know if that's even around anymore. But yeah, like, does it have some kind of like GPS system in it? Like, we are thinking about this way too much. But like, you're telling me that you're going to take, you're going to do a, a drive by, right? You're going to try and just like plow right over and just kill the blonde with super duper mega over the top mega security. Right? Like, you can't, like, walk... You can't sneeze without anyone knowing who, who it is that sneezed. And you're, you're telling me that you're just going to do that whenever they can just, like, you know, pull up, like, the California DMV or list or whatever and just, like, look at your registration and be like, Oh, yeah, that's that Soon guy. He's the one that did it. That's his car, man. Oh, we got super-duper mega super-duper security. We got a picture of his face. Yeah. What the heck, And man? then let's take all these reporters out here with their cameras and, and video recording stuff. Like, somebody's got to have caught a picture. Perez Hilton, eat your heart out, bud. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, really dumb. Anyway. But, you know, we got to rush him. You know, he's unresponsive. We can't take him back to the La Serena because probably doesn't have the em this is not our last serena doesn't have an emh just as a bio bed but oh hey look i even said what are we gonna go back to this story at all is there gonna be any payout for this three episode side detour of cristobal rios and hey there's some payout right we actually did go back to it i was wrong I will admit, <laughs> I thought we were done with this, <laughs> but apparently not. I yeah. have an idea. Let's transport to her clinic, right? Because I'm assuming they transported there, because I don't know how you could get him there in that amount of time. Me either. Who was right? But who was running? Uh, I just have a silly question. Who's running the transporter? Cause, well, like, and. They, th- this is another thing like i don't know if you watched this episode of the ready room i did not but not with they, the crazy day that i had i did not they they always at the end of every episode of the ready room they give us like a clip of what's going to happen in the next episode right 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 yeah and at this like okay this is spoiler alerts people but the clip is rafi and seven go back to the La Serena, and they're locked out of the computer by a borg encryption
So, like, if the computer is locked out by a Borg encryption, how do you work the transporter? Because the transporter is on the ship whose computer is <coughs> locked out. Something about that just don't don't make sense. Hey, the Borg Queen assimilated Gerardi, and she was on that ship alone. Okay. Yeah, the, okay. We're, we're taking shortcuts now. Got it. Got it. This is great. So, yeah, we... Picard ends up blowing up the defibrillator um, because he's, you know, robo-Picard. And uh, he'll be back. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was a bad joke. That was bad. <laughs> that was bad. And the doctor is like, he should be waking up. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, yeah, he's had some transplants. Don't worry about it. What? What, what, what what's been transplanted? <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> it's like, he should be waking up. The problem's got to be, like, mental. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so that's that's where it more or less ends. But um, I, I know we kind of touched on it very briefly, but, like, this big reveal, right, like, with, with Corey, Corey soon, that, like, you know, with... With, with Adam soon, you know, like this disgraced geneticist. Um, like he's like just bearing his soul to her and then just kind of like walks away. Yeah, he's like, you're my life. He's saying, you're my life's work. You're my life's work. You're my life's work. She's like, what does that even mean? I'm your daughter, not your life's work. Does she, does she not have like a smartphone? I kind of swore like she had like a like a phone that she was like piddling on, like prior to this episode. Like, I mean, I what? find it hard to believe that like somebody this age would not have like Googled their parent, their right? famous their famous rich parent <laughs> at some point. Right? What's good old dad up to since I'm kind of stuck in the basement all the time? Like, I wonder I wonder what people are saying about dad. There's and something like, about dad. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm going to go sneak into his lab, which is not locked, which I can just get into. And oh. then all of his computer files, none of them are locked. I can just, like, get into those. <laughs> yeah, and there's, like, she's got, she ends up having, like, what, three or four, at least three or four different siblings that we see, like, in this, like, mon, like, these different clips, this different, like, this montage. Yeah, like, and you get the feeling on. that they're all, like, clones or he's trying to like create a person basically make a clone or create a living being right without like not the natural way <coughs> so I'm going to go there for a second and I'm probably going to make your, your head spin so you've been warned do you have any suspicion Eric about the possibility that they might be trying to like retcon any of the the con stuff well listen in the Star Trek history con 
and the Botany Bay have already launched. Like, they're know, already out in space at this point. That was point. 1999 is when it was yes, supposed to happen. Yes, like, the eugenics wars ended in the late 90s, and the Botany Bay left in 1999. So, that's already happened. They better not be trying to, like, retcon. Retcon. Because that's like that's that story is already set. Like they're they're gone. Or maybe Adam was somehow like an admirer of the people that were really like at the forefront. I don't know because like look uh, the the Corey Corey Soong. I'm assuming she's like between like 20 and 25 I'm just gonna I'm gonna guess like she's in that in that range she mm-hmm. was the last one yeah but we saw some of them were like having look like they were four five six years old exactly exactly so if we if we just go like let's just say she's 25 just for the sake of this that means that she was born in 95. I'm sorry, like, well, 90... Like, 99. 99, I'm sorry. Yeah, 99. Um, so, yeah, so, so that means that she was born in 99, which means that there had to have been a lot... If she's the last one... Now, we don't know if there were, like, a bunch of these, like, clones, these whatever these things are, these, these you know, creatures, these individuals, whatever are. Like, we don't know if they were all, like, kind of um, quarantined separately. Like, they were having, like... There were, like, separate compounds that Adam was going to. Oh, if he had multiple ones alive at the same time. Yeah, we don't know that, right? Like, we're just having to kind of assume that he was kind of doing this maybe, like, one at a time. So if he was, in fact, doing this one at a time, then God knows how long, like, how many, I mean, how many lifespans, like, he was, like, having to go through, like, with these folks. Like, he could have been doing this as early as like the 80s for all we know. I mean, especially since we know that Khan and company, you know, with the Botany Bay, I mean, eugenics and everything, that was a thing. Like even in in the ni- the 80s and 90s, I mean, it had to have been. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. I have a feeling this is where the story is headed for the last several episodes. It's going to follow like I have a feeling we're done with the the Rene Picard, and the rest of our story is going to be dealing with this Adam Sung storyline. I think we're we're going to have like we're going to have to see you know Rene on the spaceship, going to I O whatever, and meeting like the sentient plant or whatever it was, some sentient life form. I mean, I don't think we're. I think we might just see the Europa shuttle launch, and that's it. Fair enough. So that's that's basically it. That's a long, it's a long road getting from there to here. Mm-hmm. Um, any any final thoughts about this episode before we move into rating it? No. No. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, I got I got nothing else either, man. I got nothing else. Um, so um, apart from you know Gerardi like walking in the middle of, the, of L.A. or whatever barefoot in her red dress, um, how much worse could it get? I mean, let's let's be honest. I mean, that's how the how the episode ends. How much worse could it get? Don't tempt me, Frodo. Don't tempt me. Anyway. I mean, I mean, can Gerardi now assimilate people or not? 
I mean, I guess, I mean, she has like nanites in her. Yeah, but I mean, they're not like popping out with any Borg things yet. Is that like a choice that the Borg Queen can make? Does she have control over individual nanites like that? It's possible, I suppose. All right, everyone. Here we go. We're going into the evaluation portion of this episode. If this is your first time listening, we rate episodes on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being a absolute dumpster fire. 10 being perfection. Being amazing. So with that, Eric, how would you rate this episode? 10. Perfection. No. Perfection. Def- definitely not perfection. <laughs> <laughs> I, will stay, I will say, I think this is the best episode of Star Trek Picard that Jonathan Frakes has directed in both seasons, the episodes that he's directed. Okay. I think I think it really he had he had a really steady hand here. Um and and I really appreciated some of the directorial decisions and choices he made and it the pacing the pacing of this episode I think was was really fantastic and I think you can attribute a lot of that to the directorial, you know, style of Jonathan Frakes. You know, they call him two takes Frakes for a reason. Yeah. Um yeah. uh with that said, I, I I have a problem with what is happening in this season. Like the first two episodes were fantastic, Perfection. and these these last four have been just like piddling. Like literally, I just feel like we're treading water here, and like not much is happening. I mean, I feel like oh hey, there's things that are going on, but. How much have we really moved the plot along in these four episodes? And I'm like, I actually, I like this episode, but like, I don't like how the pieces are falling into place in this story, if that makes sense. Like, I think the individual episodes have been fine, but the over arc, the arc is not that great right now. And I'm just, I'm questioning where this is going. I'm questioning what the point of all these things is and like i'm literally thinking mission over mission accomplished send us back renee picard we have convinced her to get on that mission and so like okay now what now what now what we got four episodes left what are we gonna do and i'm assuming we're gonna deal with the adam sung thing which like is a huge abrupt like left turn as far as i'm concerned and and i like this episode but I just don't know how the pieces are falling into place. And maybe once we get the next couple episodes, we'll get a better picture. I think sometimes, you know, when you do serialized storytelling, maybe you can't see the end because we're just looking at one piece. And maybe once we get all the pieces, I'll be able to appreciate this better. But I think that's kind of the problem that I have with with Star Trek doing serialized stories is that you know these episodes don't really have good good beginnings and good endings and that's like how I feel about this episode yeah I like the things that are happening but I just don't quite get 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 it and like the 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 number that came to my mind when I first watched this episode was 6.5. That was the number that came to my head when I watched this episode. And I think all of that has to do with 
Jonathan Frakes directing and Patrick Stewart's acting. And and a little bit of Allison Pills acting in there too. Like cuz like man, I just I just I'm struggling with this storyline right now. I really am. But that's that's the number that came to my head was 6.5. Okay, very good. Very good. Yeah, um I know I made the joke about about um, Land Rover Picard. Um, like, I just I miss like, you know, Star Trekking, you know, throughout the universe on the Enterprise with Captain Kirk. Okay, bad. I'm sorry. I just. Oh. Anyway, I I, I miss the space aspect of Star Trek. Like, I remember when Star Trek was. Star Trek. Um, there are astronauts dead. on a trek through the stars. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You're like on some sort of Star Trek. Yeah. Thanks, Zephram Cochran. Thanks. Well, I was talking uh, about how Q said that in All Good Things, right? Oh, you yeah. Know, that's realizing right. that paradox is more important than anything you've done on your little trek through the stars. There we go. Uh, I was just kind of bored. Um, like not the whole time. Like this was, um, it was about the same as as last time. But like I didn't have as much of a of a visceral reaction like I did last time. Like I just, to me, it was just inexcusable. Like just like the the shotgun and, and the murder and the blood splatter and and all that stuff. Like I just. No, I'm not. I'm not, not cool with that. Like others, maybe I'm just not cool with it. Like that's what brought it down last week for me, and why I wasn't willing to give it higher than what I had done for episode four with Watcher. Um, just it seemed like we were going somewhere, but we weren't. Like we were. Like we're. This is going to seem a little harsh, but like we're on a treadmill. So we have the illusion that we're making movement, but we're really not. Like we're moving our feet, but we're just standing standing in place. It's kind of like the experience that I had with it. Like, yeah, we we mission accomplished it. Like, yeah, we set out to do what we did. But what else did we really do? Like, we just kind of kicked the can just a little bit. Like, not not a not as not not a very satisfying kick. Like, we just kicked it a little bit. Like I want, I want to like field goal that Hello. that can you man. Like let's field goal, man. Let's go. We are unable to get to the phone so, right now because we are uh, busy living in a plane. I do of agree with you. Your like there have been um, moments. I know we've had this discussion, with, including with David, uh, where we of course already knew that you would call. We've questioned like has has um, has Frakes like kind of lost his touch. So I will agree that this was this has been. Probably one of, if not the most enjoyable, Frakes directed episodes so far. Um, man, like I, I'm in it like a, a tough spot because I didn't think it was horrible, but it, it and it wasn't great. It was a it was good ish. It was good ish. Um, I mean, I don't know what else to do. Like. I guess I'll give it um 
I guess I'll just be that guy and I'll just give it like three weeks in a row of a 6.9 cause like I don't know I don't really know what to do with a rating for this this episode yeah um, it has a 6.8 on IMDB oh well, there you go as See? of this moment so there we go and um anyway we'll um We'll eventually hear from from Dave and, and his rating um, on this episode. I know he wasn't able to join us um, for for this little adventure, but um, yeah, there we are. Six point five from Eric and a six nine, a third week in a row of six point nine from myself. So, which is like we're just kind of like I love that saying. You know, we're on a treadmill, so it feels like we're going somewhere, but we really aren't. Yeah, you like and that? that's like four episodes in a row that it's done this. Man, like we had like it started off so so good well. so good those first two episodes the first episode and the second episode right like really man. good what happened <laughs> we, we came to freaking 21st century is what happened man oh lord well before we get out of here let's go to the twitter poll so eric I'm on a roll. Four of these in a row. Well, we'll see how you do on this one. (laughs) Okay, is this a curveball? It might be a curveball, actually. Like, I'm looking at the results, and I'm like, wow. Um, Anyway. All right, so here's the question. Here's what I asked the people of Twitter. Which spy would you want on your crew at the gala event in Star Trek Picard? And the choices were... Jack Ryan, Ethan Hunt, James Bond, Austin Powers. Okay, which spy would I want at this particular event, right? Yeah, which spy would you want on your crew at the gala event in Star Trek Picard? Jack Ryan, Ethan Hunt, James Bond, Austin Powers. Well, obviously I don't want Austin Powers here. Like, that, can we just, like, throw that? That's, like, got to be fourth place because he doesn't, he clearly doesn't fit in. I think to me the person that like I want to I think I would pick would be Jack Ryan because he's like an academic this is a setting that he would fit in and he would be able to to really look like he belongs mm-hmm. and, and there was one point we didn't even mention in this episode where Picard was like go go get Gerardi so she can talk to like the mission commander because she speaks his language <laughs> right and so I'm thinking like you know, Jack Ryan, he's he's an academic. He's got a PhD in history, right? You know, he's he's he was an analyst at the NSA, I think first. I think that was the story before he moved to the CIA. Um I think that would be my choice. Uh is if I'm trying to think who would be the Twitter poll winner. I'm just going to go with Jack Ryan. Let's just do it. Okay. All right. So well, I'll get to the results here in a second. Um, we had we had a little bit of interaction um, <laughs> on this, and uh, 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 where to go? Okay, um, and uh, at Corey Owens commented. He said, "I came here to answer Garrick, but didn't see him on the list. Then I remembered that he's just a tailor, plain simple Garrick." <laughs> and That's I said, good. "It's true." Um, and then he, he uh, Corey replied once again. He said, "You know, say what you will about Tom effing Cruz, Ethan Hunt could outperform every other spy in that poll, and it's not even close. 
Hunt and MI9 are basically the wizards of the spy world. There's literally no mission too impossible for them. It's in the effing series name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Thanks, Corey, for that. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Um, Shall we get to the results? Yeah, let's do it. All right. In fourth place, with 14.3% of the vote, Ethan Hunt. Okay. And this is where it gets interesting. I would have thought for sure Austin Powers would have been last. I'm not even sure I really understand that. Here we go. Here we go. This is where it gets interesting, dude. With 28.6% of the vote, we have Jack Ryan, James Bond, and Austin Powers. Wait, we have a tie? We have a three-way tie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, sudden death on this, like... I can't go in and like just repoll them like right now, but like, who do we crown as like the person to have out of this three-way tie? Well, I just said Jack Ryan. Look, man. If if I were to vote in this thing, Jack Ryan would be my guy too. All right, so I think we just declared a winner. All right. So yeah, congratulations, Jack Ryan. You did it. Have you just out of curiosity, like, have you watched the uh, the the John Krasinski Jack Ryan? No, I have not. Nor did I see the Chris Pine Jack Ryan movie. There was a Chris Pine. Yeah, Jack it's Ryan? called like Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, where he's huh. in it and and Keira Knightley plays plays his wife. Interesting. No, I really, I really like the the John Krasinski Amazon series. Um, they're coming out with season three here in the not too distant future, so I've, I I really enjoyed it. Like season one was amazing, and season two is pretty pretty darn good too. Uh, one of the guys in um, House of Cards, um, the uh, what was it, the chief of staff in House of Cards, the bald guy that does all yeah. the shady yeah. stuff. Yeah, Michael Kelly. Yeah, he um, he ends up being like one of the the main characters in season two of Jack Ryan. So I don't know if that's, you know, tempting or whatever for you, but or appealing for you at all. But, well, I don't like to watch shows that are still making new episodes. Like I like well, to wait until they're done. Like, and you know, streaming shows these days don't really last much more than four seasons, seasons, four yeah. seasons, especially if yeah. it's on Amazon prime. They're pretty good. Amazon prime is pretty good about four or five seasons and you're done. I'm just wondering what that's going to mean for, like, Rings of Power, like, with the Lord of the Rings series. Like, how long they're going to try and do that for. But who knows? Anyway, that don't matter. That That's the show, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have four episodes left, Eric. Four episodes left of season two of Star Trek Picard. Yeah. And I, mo- I have no idea. A month idea. from now, we'll be talking about the finale here. And the premiere, the finale of Picard and the premiere of freaking Strange New Worlds. So, yay, Star Trek. All right. Eric, thank you again for for being a glutton for punishment and talking Trek with me. I always appreciate the conversation, bud. Always. Um, All y'all out in listener land, what'd you think? What'd you think of the episode? Did you like it? Did you love it? Do you want some more of it? Did you try? So, okay, I gotta stop. Anyway, 
Um, hope you enjoyed the, the episode. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your opinions on this episode to all our dear listeners out there in listener land. Um, let us know. Um, you can connect with us on all the things. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at TRTVPod. You can also learn more about us at TRTVPod.com, where you can listen to episodes there. You can find out ways to connect with us, uh, share a show idea, um, share an opinion, um, even support the show. You know, you can share the website and tell your friend about it. You can subscribe there, too, I'm pretty sure. You can also uh, support us financially if you want to on Patreon.com uh, for some affordable different tiers that are available. Um, if you do want to mail us, if you want to email us something, you can do that. Uh, open up handling frequencies and enter in coordinates trtvpod at gmail.com you can also send us a voice only transmission to 817-752-4757 remember there's a three minute limit before Soong drives his car and tries to run us over so please save us and make it quick not the running over part hey you know Teslas are heavier too because of their battery right? that's good to know Ooh. Um, anyways if you want to mail us something like a box of matches. That's cool. Uh, Lone Star Station, P.O. Box 2455, Azel, Texas 76098. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, remember to boldly go and make it so.